0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan and with me is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how you doing today?
1: Alan, I'm doing good, buddy. I am coffeeed up and ready to go.
0: (laughs) That's good, drink an extra cup for me, I'm gonna need it.
1: already did.
0: All right, well, today we're gonna break down season two, episode 10, Hunting Trip.
1: This is such a good episode. It is, I mean,
0: it's apropos to have a thermos full of coffee for this one.
1: It really is, yeah, I'm wearing my camo
0: um, there you go. Yep. And your orange, are you making it? Are you making it look good?
1: Uh, I I always make it look good. <laughs> you and what Tom. I, that's why I tell myself, yeah.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, this episode first aired on November nineteenth, two thousand nine. It was written by Dan Gore and was directed by Greg Daniels. Nice. So we know Dan Gore. Dan Gore, you know, was a writer on Conan and he uh, he was a writer frequently on Parks. And uh, he is the co creator of Brooklyn Nine Nine along with Mike Schur.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember us talking about that.
0: Yep. And then uh, Greg Daniels, I don't know who that guy is. He, he's done some stuff apparently, though. So, <laughs> uh, like, you know, Simpsons, SNL, King of the Hill, The Office, what Parks and Rec. What did Johnny Space come lately? <laughs> I know. Really? You know (laughs) what impressed me about Greg Daniels more than all of that other garbage on his resume? One of his oldest credits. Not necessarily the news.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. I I honestly did not even remember that show until I just pulled up Greg's bio for, you know, a good quick reference. Hadn't looked at it in a while. And uh, I saw that on there and I'm like, I really, really enjoyed that show. I totally had forgotten about it, though.
1: Wow. Me, too. I forgot how to it until you just said it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, Mark, should we move into our synopsises for this episode?
1: I think so. Yeah. Well, this week, um, I know you like to place bets on how many synopsises I break this down into. I 47.
0: I, now, 42. <laughs> that's the right number for
1: everything. Yeah, it really is. Wait, well done. But no, I I broke this down into two synopses um, an A story and a B story. Okay. So, the A story is, um, I, I titled, uh, I wasn't very creative. I just said, The Gang Goes Hunting, which, meh. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. It works Yeah, it works. As long as that isn't
0: your AKA, we're good.
1: No. It's, don't touch your AKA. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> all right. So, in The Gang Goes Hunting, Leslie convinces Ron to let the women and Tom, LOL, Uh, To come on an annual hunting trip with the guys. Ron is not happy about this change of plan, but Leslie is determined to prove she can hang with the guys. Things don't exactly go as planned. There are maybe some gun mishaps and comedy ensues. And that's all I want to say about that for now. Okay, that's good. And then the B story, um, I did a little bit better. So the B story I titled April and
0: Johnny a love story. Oh wait a minute, no, no, sorry, wrong what, wrong character.
1: So you, this is you just see. This is what it, mm, so this this <laughs> this, so this is my title. I'm glad we can edit this out. Uh, this is, my title is. and you gotta listen to the inflection because it's important. Okay. April and Andy a love story. <laughs> it's subtle. All right. It's subtle. But uh, it's it is there. subtle.
0: I like it. Right. I like it. Starby. Sorry. I didn't mean to bury your lead there. That That's on
1: me. You jumped on the fumble. I get it. I mean, it, a little it's bit what you do. Oh, so for this one, while everyone else is on the hunting trip, April, who's been ordered to stay there and do some boring phone work. And right. Andy, who's jealous, Mark and Ann are together on the hunting trip, ultimately find each other in the office and they have a series of funny, sweet bonding moments. And that's all I'm going to say about that for now.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I think those are two excellent synopses. not giving away too much, but telling just enough to understand what we're going to talk about today. Right. That was the intent. All right. I like it. All right, Mark. Well, I guess we should jump into our AKAs.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So which one of us is going to go first uh, and the other one can pretend they're copying from the other?
0: Um, I, I think I think you should go first or maybe better yet, you should go first.
1: Oh, yeah. We- Good, good. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah. Even better. I'll get. No, you already said that. All right. I'll I go did. first. Um. Well, you know, you've got me completely running scared. And, you know, yeah. all, all of our viewers at home and Alan, we know they're not viewers. Um. But our, I went obscure this week, just so you know. Well, what did you just choose? One. No, no, God, no. So see, this is what I'm saying. I'm running scared now because I thought, oh, this is what we're going to do. And now it's like I'm going to do eight and then you're going to have like 12. And so I I came in here armed with three because I thought at least that's going to be a respectable showing. It is. And I'd like to remind our viewers who we know are not viewers. um, We never share our notes beforehand. So there could be overlap here. Uh, We don't know. It could be danger zone. So my first AKA is um, very simply the phrase "bula bula bula," and okay. and and I like it because I feel like it kind of uh, epitomizes the, the 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 episode in a way. And also, my AKA comes from a very specific "bula bula bula" because it says several times through the episode by several people. But there's one particular point that made me LOL the most. And well, I will- which
0: of the "bula bula bulas" did you "bula bula bula"?
1: Well, I tell you what I'll do, Alan. When I when I get to the point in the script, I'll I'll remention this. But it, it, it's it, it's pretty obvious that it's 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 pretty darn funny. I, all right, fair enough. Um, the second one I had was um <laughs> Ron uh saying uh to everyone that giving safety tips. And he said, <laughs> "Do not point the weapon at a person. That includes your own face, Donna." <laughs> <laughs> was a alive. good one <laughs> um and the third one is from uh my man crush ron um he's uh let's just say at a certain point in the plot he's very mad he's mad he's really mad um and and um it, it, he's been asked to calm down and he responds by saying yeah i'm just gonna stay angry i find that relaxes me <laughs> He's very, very mad. So anyway, those are my AKAs. What you got? Those are
0: excellent. I really do like those. Thank you. And once again, somehow the fates have aligned and we did not overlap this week. Oh, my gosh and I think you'll understand what I mean by obscure when I kind of give you these. Okay. So, um, and these aren't necessarily in any particular order, but there's a point at which, uh, let's just say that Leslie and Ann are trying to subdue Ron and we'll get into why later <laughs> <laughs> and screamed Leslie grab his
1: mustache. <laughs>
0: Nice. Which, you know, wouldn't occur for most people, but you know, that walrus, you know, there's lots of stuff to grab onto there.
1: Yeah, that's a natural handlebar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny, I agree.
0: Yeah. Then speaking of hunting, there's a point at which I think the gang briefly convinces themselves that perhaps they're being hunted. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow, some way, um, predator comes up and then dies. <laughs> <laughs> Donna says the predator can see heat. I don't know why. It just struck me so funny. Uh and maybe we'll play that clip. That would actually be pretty fun to play. Uh, but uh, but then the third one is is maybe my favorite and is one of the lines that has stuck out in my brain about this episode for years. And I have to apologize for even choosing this one, first of all, being a dude, but but it was improvised by Amy Poehler. And so, you know, it's really her writing. So and it's her character saying, <laughs> she's oh. in a string of great jump cuts, which yeah. would also be another great clip to play. Yeah, um, she's she's just trying to make an excuse, and she says, "Bitches be crazy." So, <laughs> I, it's it's hard not to like that one.
1: That whole sequence that you're referring to yeah. was was maybe one of the best improv strings that I've seen from her. Oh,
0: no doubt, it's hysterical. No doubt. Yep. Well, when we get to that point, we'll have to remind
1: Constantine. Maybe he can cue that up for us. Yeah, I'll make sure he has plenty of onions. There you go. Well,
0: you know what? We haven't played a clip in the last couple episodes, so today we'll have to do that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. right. Good AKAs. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, I think those were all great. All right. Well, let's break down this episode.
1: All right. Well, let's. Uh, what do you think? Should we start at the beginning? Is that a good place yeah. to start?
0: Yeah, we will. And, and sometimes we will actually play the cold open. I don't think today we will, but let's talk about it real quick. I know when we open in the the cold open, we're in the bullpen and uh, you know, we briefly see Andy. Uh, well, we see, we hear Tom basically talking about how great it is to have Andy in the building. And then there's just this crazy background action of Andy, giving everyone in the building piggyback rides.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Tom is particularly uh, excited maybe because he's so small. He's he, It's easy to give him piggyback <laughs> rides, but he, you know, he says, yeah, that's Andy's new thing. He's like, you go up to him and say, I want a piggyback ride. He's like, let's go. And he just runs all around the place like an idiot. Um, and uh, so there's a whole bunch of scenes where him just r- great physical comedy. I love oh, yeah. this where he's like piggyback, 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 He's just <laughs> chanting as he's running. He like goes, bam, and pretends to, to, to run into people. Um, right, and there's there's a great <laughs> scene where he goes Mark away. <laughs> and and as he's running by two of his doors, and then Mark <laughs> looks at the camera, oh, God. so pissed off, mm. uh, um, I, I, pissed, annoyed, um, over it, all of the above. Alan, he can't even. <laughs> As the kids say he can't even Um, (laughs) and then and then the the cold open so it ends with uh, Leslie is getting a piggyback ride out of the elevator and all of a sudden she sees uh, a a councilman that she's been trying to talk to about stuff and so instead of like being embarrassed she's like oh hey how you doing. And so he's (laughs) talking to her while she's on Andy's back and yeah. And you know, Leslie's kind of trying to make points with him, and he's trying to be tactful and like, I'm, uh, you know, I, I gotta go, I'm really late. And she's like, Oh, I'll walk with <laughs> you. And Andy just like keeps on walking with the councilman as if it's the most natural thing while <laughs> she keeps on, you know, rattling off. Um, very funny cold open, it was about just a little bit less than a minute. Um, they, they chose to go the not plot relevant uh path. I mean, not that there's a better or worse choice, just it's interesting to see, right? Um, and you know, Alan, I just have to say really quick, it made me laugh so hard when Mark just silently glared up, just so mad, because I've seen you make that same look before at work.
0: It did look familiar to me.
1: It did. It, that it, you it, say that. And, and, and it, if it, it the only thing that kept me from immediately identifying it was the lack of, you know, <laughs> at Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also,
0: I have to tell I might've said that once or twice ever. <laughs>
1: I have to tell this story just real quick. I promise this will be brief, folks. This is a true story. One time a coworker oh brought in their, you see, you even know what I'm going to say. The coworker brought in their daughter to work. And when she was introduced to everybody, she, she looked around and she pointed at Alan and said, you're in charge i swear i'm not making this up <laughs> so we were really amused. was like well yeah he you know he he is he's like he's the boss he's in She's charge psychic. Like, and, and and we asked her well how do you know and she said and i quote he's the angriest <laughs> <laughs> i have never Look, laughed so
0: hard. i've gone through lots of therapy since that job and uh i'm in a better place <laughs> now <laughs>
1: Oh, you know what? I'll I'll excuse it because you know what—that's that's that's comedy gold, Jerry. Anyway, Uh, so we can go on.
0: Gold, Jerry. Oh my God, I had uh, briefly forgotten about that incident. But thank you, Mark. The only other thing I'll say about the cold open is I, I love that when Leslie does encounter um, Councilman Hauser, she she just totally leans into it. She has no shame. She's not embarrassed. And she finally has the opportunity to talk to him about the the use of lot 48 and getting it rezoned. So she's just going to do it right now. Oh, yeah. The fact that she's on someone's back.
1: No, this is a chance anyway. to schmooze, and it's going to happen. Absolutely. I love it. All
0: right. Well, from the cold open, as you said, we're not plot relevant. We, we, we basically open up the team is in a team meeting and Ron's reminding everyone that he and Mark and Jerry will be conducting the quote annual trail survey uh, at the Slippery Elm Park tomorrow. So not to expect
1: them. Right. And it, it, it seems pretty clear that it's, it's a not very subtle cover for, you know, them to go hunting it's like it's not really a secret this is just a facade um and so there's
0: high-fiving and all kinds of all the sorts of shenanigans going on here
1: yeah i i think at one point ron even said uh to jerry um if you have any questions just (laughs) shoot them over to me i mean come on (laughs) he's not even trying did you see their hats i love the hats oh yeah (laughs) I, I I want the hats trail.
0: Like that. This, I know I really. What was it? The trail. The trail survey boys or something like that. I
1: think so. Yeah, <laughs> like the pet boys. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> terrific. <laughs> so it, it,
0: it's yeah, Les- the, the trail survey boys.
1: <laughs> Leslie has a, just a really brief talking head where she just says he has a special deal. Ron has a special deal with the Rangers. They let him use their cabin uh, each year uh, to go on a secret hunting trip with all the guys. And then Tom <laughs> during this talking head. Leslie's in her office, which she shares with Tom, and Tom kind of pipes up during her talking head. Not all the guys; he's never taken to me. And Leslie said, "Fine, all the men." <laughs> <laughs> which, wow, <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Which
0: is a great segue because then Leslie pretty much marches into Ron's office and, and confronts him and, and says that she wants Tom and the other ladies to get to go on this hunting trip.
1: Yeah, Ron, Ron tries to uh, play it off like, no, Leslie, no, it's not a hunting trip. It's a trail survey. And she says, you're literally listening to turkey calls. And Ron has a great moment where he like pauses and he goes, is, is this not rap? (laughs) no But but yeah, it, it, so he's like, all right, all right. You know, look, this is tradition. Come on, Leslie. And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, so okay, I think we should let all of us go. And finally, you know, Ron's kind of in a corner because he said, look, it's a it's a work thing. So I can't keep you from coming. And she's like, yeah, I'll bring s'mores. And Ron said, because, you know, he's seeing the one tiny aspect of government that he enjoyed being. I think he said clubbed to death before his eyes.
0: (laughs) Before his own eyes, that's right. Well, in the next sequence, Leslie is setting up basically what's going to diverge our two plot lines, A and B. And she's asking April if she can hang out, hang behind and make sure that the parks department has received their
1: annual budget numbers. Right, right. You know, giving April instruction and she's, she's going to such great lengths to make sure that everything is laid out carefully and precisely and easily for april and over prepared like, leslie just saying there you go see boom you nailed it and at, at the end of leslie's instructions she's like can you handle this and april kind of <laughs> deadpan looks at her and i love audrey, audrey plaza she said like she's that, great you want me to dial a number and then read another number <laughs> out loud and, but Leslie isn't even, she's not flapped no. at all. She's like, Yes, can you handle that?
2: <laughs>
1: April looks deadpan right at the camera, not saying anything for about five seconds. No. <laughs> 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 Leslie convinces her if she does it, then she'll name the first turkey she shoots after. Her. Yeah, I love it.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I also love that she asked, she asked April, you know, um, can, can you remember this 16 digit tracking number or would you like me to write it down for you? I'll write it down for you. <laughs> good, good call <laughs> <laughs> all right well the next day leslie and mark are picking up ann at her house and they're loading up the car before they hit the road to the cabin
1: yeah and this is a really tiny scene there's a series of tiny scenes that just go boom yeah. boom boom and for this one i think the really the only thing of note uh that's in, of importance plot wise is leslie throws ann a badge at one point and says uh well if you if you do want to hunt which ann didn't seem really interested in now you're officially a licensed Indiana hunter. And Anne just kind of goes, whatever, you know, gross, because she doesn't <laughs> like hunting. But, but it, it's interesting that Leslie went above and beyond and thought, oh, Anne's coming with us. She didn't have a hunting license. I'm going to get her one. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next very, very brief scene is apparently April is starting to try to do the phone stuff that Leslie just told her. And you know you know that traditional speakerphone thing where your call is very important to us, stay on the line, and then some music comes on. So we hear a very cheesy version of Air Supplies, I'm all out of love, uh, start to play over oh, and God. over, and April is not happy. That's about all that happens in that scene. Yeah, that's about it.
0: Well, from there, I think we've got Leslie, Mark, and Anne. They're basically just arriving, and apparently it looks like Tom and Donna and Ron have all just arrived right before them. And, and we're going to see a little bit of a mix of, of some so shenanigans that, you know, of the, of the folks who have been here before, kind of along with some some mingling of the, the newcomers as well.
1: Right, right. Jerry is, is saying, like, hey, Ron, I'm so glad to be here. Mark comes up right behind him, pantses him. <laughs> and you know he's like i am the pants king bow before me which you know apparently is somewhat of a tradition i think this has happened right. before and you know leslie uh, trying to get in the spirit i think uh, also <laughs> you know followed suit so she comes up to tom pulls his pants down <laughs> says i'm the pants queen which tom is not happy about he's not thrilled no and i think we're going to see this as a choice of leslie's uh a pattern uh, throughout this entire episode, where she's kind of trying to follow suit with what she assumes is the norm. Um, and, and I don't know, being a little, and I don't want to say forceful about it, but I think she's trying to inter- inter- interject herself into different things, maybe a little strongly.
0: Well, I think that's true. I mean, she's obviously kind of coerced Ron into letting her and the others come along on, you know, and inv- invade their their mancation here. And, uh, you know, I think she's going to try and prove her value and her worth for being there. And we're going to see that through all these scenes.
1: Right. She's got to prove to Ron that she can be there, even despite his looking forward to man on man on man action. <laughs>
0: I love it well and there you go in fact this next sequence we have you know basically you know the, the gang's all filing into the cabin and oh, yeah. and tom is one of the newcomers you know he's going to show you know he he's one of the guys
1: <laughs> yeah he he comes in and uh, of all things um tom offers everybody some chaw some chewing tobacco and ron and leslie take some which ron was a little surprised at that and leslie like yeah I'm, I'm game and and uh tom then apparently says he's feeling a little queasy and when suggested by Mark that he just spit out the chew, he's like, "Why well, well, swallowed sure. it? That's what you're supposed to do, right?" And everyone's shaking their heads no. And he kind of sighs and goes, "All right." He goes outside <laughs> to Yomlet.
0: <laughs> well, as Tom's outside retch- retching, uh, we the next scene we see is Leslie's. She's dressed in orange. She's got her hunting gear on, and she's going to cover all the safety basics. I think mostly for the new crew here, you know, just because she's not sure they know how to hunt or what's involved with hunting safety.
1: And I think, yes. And I think this is where my AKA perhaps came in where they said, you know, do not point the gun at people. And that includes your own freaking face, Donna. Um, And then after that, Ron tells everyone to grab a beer and raise it up because it's time for the traditional toast. And so Ron makes the traditional toast to the hunt and everyone goes here, here. So, you know, all right, that's, Yeah. yeah, that's fine. And Again, trying to get into the spirit of things, Leslie jumps up on a picnic table and adds, and to the hunters, the only way to defeat the beast is to find the beast within. <laughs> And the And the group goes here, here with a little bit more encouragement, I think. Like, That's I think right. they like Leslie's toasts maybe a little bit better than Ron's. <laughs> and Ron is, if I had to guess, not real happy about this. <laughs> And
0: I, I think Ron's going to be pretty perturbed throughout many of these sequences. And this is just the first of several.
1: Right. And then Leslie asks if they can do, as she calls them, mixed doubles of boy, girl, boy, boy girl, because she really wants to go shoot with Ron. I, she wants right. to prove herself so badly. I think Anne's a little disappointed at this because she thought that she and Leslie were going to go shoot. But
0: <laughs> I love she she says, oh, and I always forget because you're so pretty that you're not used to rejection. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but you're right. Leslie wants to pair up with Ron because she's got something to
1: prove here for sure. Right.
0: Yeah. From there, we're going to bounce back to the parks department briefly. We're uh, we're at April's desk. We kind of see, I think, her phone. And it looks like she's probably been on the phone now going right on an hour, about 59 and a half minutes. And then Andy happens to walk by the open office door.
1: Right. We, we, we see April doing... Uh, almost something like the Ron shuffle. At least that's what I do when I have to pee. And, yeah. and you know, Andy, I call it
0: the pee-pee dance, but yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: Andy walks by and she basically does, you know, Andy, 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 please come and stay. I got to pee. Um, if someone comes online, read these numbers out loud. And Andy's like, whatever. Okay. And that's about all that happens <laughs> in that scene.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's setting up what's going to happen here. they are time alone, but uh, right. We bounce back to the cabin at that point. Ron and Leslie have paired up. I think they're they're on the trail. Looks like maybe they've just hit the trailhead. They're headed into the woods. And uh, Leslie's trying to impress Ron with her knowledge of hunting at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, Leslie uh, quickly rattles off two different turkey calls and asks Ron if he can tell the difference. And that even though he can't, the, she assures him that the turkeys can. And then all of a sudden.
0: Well, you know, I was kind of surprised that he couldn't tell because, you know, he was sitting there listening to turkey calls in his
1: office the day before. Well, he thought that was rap. (laughs) Um,
0: That explains it.
1: So right after the turkey call uh, foolishness, uh, a gunshot goes off all of a sudden, followed by Jerry yellowing, Bula bula bula. To which Ron goes bula, 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 followed by Mark going bula, bula, "bula and he explains to Leslie. Ron does. Uh, the, this is the the first time that one of us hits something. That's what we do. And and again, Leslie wants to join right in, and she tries to start saying bula, bula, and Ron's like, "No, no, 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 you missed it. <laughs> you missed it." Um, and then <laughs> right after that, Leslie says, "Look, I'm grateful you let me come. I I know you you wanted to be here and and everything and and." Ron starts to answer. This is her,
0: your man-on-man-on-man on man on man action line, right?
1: That's right. And, and <laughs> I, I think Ron starts to answer with something like, you know, whatever, it's okay. And apparently, before he can even get those words out, Leslie has already glanced to the side, raised her gun, and boom, and shot at a quail. Scared the ever-loving oh, crappity-crap crap out of Ron. He curses at least <laughs> twice. Like, can you give me some warning? And she's like, look, you snooze, you lose. I got a quail. So she walks over to her game <laughs> and goes, bula, bula, bula. Yep. and this time it's answered by Ann and, and Ron's really That's happy right. about all this.
0: <laughs>
1: you said happy with air quotes, right? Yeah. The, the viewers at home could yeah. tell that I was being sarcastic.
0: There you go. Well, I, <laughs> I, I love the talking head that Leslie has here briefly where she says, <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a really good bonding session. Oh, yeah for me and Ron. <laughs> guys love it when you show them you're better at something that they love.
1: She knows guys so well.
0: That's my experience. Oh. She does. Right into the heart of the man. Oh. All right. Well, from here, we're gonna bounce back to the parks department briefly. Andy's been covering for April. She's been in the bathroom and uh, and, and we see her coming back in.
1: Yeah, she's no longer doing the Ron shuffle. She, she's, uh, she, she's used the facilities and Andy is still on hold. And he's now listened to Air Supply play for so long, he's now made up lyrics to it, um, that <laughs> something, something, so suck on my butt. He he sings it for April and April kind of gives him a high five. And and uh, when asked where everyone is, April says, oh yeah, yeah, they're all on a hunting trip, including Mark and Ann." And this depresses Andy a little, a little bit. And so April suggests, well, I don't know, maybe a deer will eat him, which kind of cheered Andy up. <laughs> he liked that idea. He did cheer him
0: up. Yeah yeah it probably won't happen though all right well we're back on the trail leslie and uh is doing a little bit of bragging here and ron finds this is his opportunity to split up so that uh we get a little few moments to catch up with the rest of the gang here
1: yeah this is a really short scene but you know basically leslie's ribbing ron a little bit after she got her quail you know like oh, you didn't think a girl could do aren't you surprised my breast didn't get in the way and ron is like look <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> Leslie I don't care that you're a girl I, I I just don't like change which for what it's worth yep. I think is probably true like I think that's probably the worst part for him you know I think um, you're exactly right and well, he said
0: Le- he likes going to the same place with the same people and telling right. the same stories
1: right right I mean that's exactly. wrong and yeah. and and Leslie ups the ante by saying yeah I think you go with these people because you know you can beat them all and, mm. and so like it's on like, I'll bet you 100 bucks I can bag more birds than you do. And Ron's like, all right, yep. let's do it. I, I think I like Kong. the end of it. She he said, uh, you're wrong. Let's split up. I do it better alone. And Leslie's like, yeah, you do. See, just one of the guys.
0: <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Well, I think there's there's kind of an A part and a B part here. There's an extension of the same scene We're in a different part of, the, I think we're in a clearing beside a path, and I think um, this is the scene where Mark is trying to teach Anne how to shoot. She she didn't want to shoot any animals, but they're going to do a little bit of target practice.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're together. He and Anne's holding a gun, getting ready to shoot, and Mark's holding his ears. And you know, we see her cock the gun and boom, and Mark laughs and. Anne's pretty excited about the whole thing. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I can understand why people like that. And she's so excited yeah. that she cocks the gun again, gleefully closes her eyes and shoots it a second time. <laughs> Boom. And Mark's like, yeah, that's it's. I know, honey, it's great. Hey, maybe you should keep your eyes open when you shoot. But, you know, other yeah, than that. It's a
0: good rule of thumb. <laughs> Well, from here, I think we just bounce back to the cabin briefly. Jerry's there. He's popping open a cold one. You can tell he's just kind of reveling in the day and, and having a good time.
1: Yeah, he he gets a beer, takes a drink, you know, tells the camera. He he lives with his wife and beautiful daughters, but, you know, a lot, a lot of females in the house. So it's kind of nice just to get away and he can actually be standing up, et cetera. You know, you know how important that is to guys, apparently. And um, he hears a gunshot while he's drinking his beer and says, oh, you know, I love that sound. But then we hear another gunshot followed by Ron going, I've been shot. I've been shot. Someone (laughs) shot me in the head. (laughs) So, you know, Jerry figures this isn't good. No, probably not. (laughs) And everybody, including Jerry, runs to Ron, who's now laying on the ground. And he looks like he's hurt. But at first glance, it looks like he's probably going to survive. He's just hurt and he's pissed off yeah he's a little <laughs> angry and and this is my aka by the way i said i would mention yep. it not knowing what to say or what to do at this point and it's just so awkward she goes "Bula, bula, bula. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was actually really funny
0: that is a great one it's a good callback too for sure yeah well i think mark this is a good place for us to take a quick break and when we come back we'll finish breaking down the episode
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: All right, everybody. Be right back.
3: The following is an advertisement on behalf of the Pawnee Fishing Bureau, also known as the PFB. Are you a hippie? Do you wish to be at one with nature? Do you long to participate in a more manly activity so that others will not laugh at you? Hello. This is Ron Swanson. When I am staying at the Swanson Log Cabin, location undisclosed. I enjoy being at one with nature, which means hunting, chopping wood, and most of all, fishing. Fishing requires hand-eye coordination. Fishing allows a man to enjoy solitude in the middle of a lake where life's real thinking can be done. Fishing relaxes me. It's like yoga except that I still get to kill something. I often read Dan Merriweather's fishing report so that I am aware of optimal conditions for both fishing and enjoyment. However, please be advised, fishing is for sport only. I do not advocate eating fish. Gastronomically speaking, fish is practically a vegetable. If you desire protein, please direct yourself to cows, pigs, or chicken. Thank you. That is all.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back. Well, when we last left our heroes, I believe Ron just got shot in the head.
1: He got shot in the freaking head, Alan. Um <laughs> so they they all lift him up, they bring Ron inside the cabin. Uh, and looks at his wounds and tells him but into the carcass
0: room, by the way. I just want to say that. I because from here out I noted carcass room or living room. And it was important to me to know where we were inside the cabin.
1: No, it was the carcass room. Look, when I get showed uh, properties by real estates, I ask if there's a carcass room. It's really, really important.
0: It is on my top three list.
1: And so they, they bring him in and Ann looks at his at his wounds and he said, look, it's not serious, but you need to stay calm. And I think that's where another one of my eight comes from. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to stay angry. I find that <laughs> relaxes me, <laughs> which for him is probably true. Yep. So they, they call 911. They have a ranger sent over, and that yeah. kind of upsets Ron because he's afraid. Well, now that this has happened, they may, they may not let us back next year. Yeah, that's um, a good thought. So, they they put Ron in the carcass room on a day bed, and um, all of a sudden, and hears oh, Donna screaming in the background. And you know, and we as the audience are like, What, like, is someone else shot? Like, what, what's happening here? are they getting picked off one by one is the you know, what's going on and so Ann rushes off donna and she's she finds donna leaning against her car screaming and Ann is like <laughs> on high alert because of what's just happened so she's oh, like donna course. donna are you okay what is is it your heart are you having trouble breathing and donna i would love to say that i can imitate this and i cannot because i don't i don't I, think you should because I think we I, should play this clip oh do it oh d- even better let's do it
2: Ed in the carcass
1: oh, room David. yeah
2: <laughs>
4: Donna? Donna? Are you okay? What is it your heart? Are you having trouble breathing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's so visual, but she loves her Mercedes so much.
1: Well, and, and yeah, for the viewers at home, just to be clear god and, and, and once we are are you know made uh, sure that donna is not dying which is what ann was worried about the well, ca- sure. did
0: the, you hear her screaming i know
1: the casual <laughs> viewer would glance up and sees that her window was was there's a hole in it and clearly yeah. a bullet or something went through it i mean yeah. we think it's and a flat bullet tire i think yeah yeah and and so that's what she's screeching about and she's oh my gosh it's so funny
0: she she's very upset that someone has injured her baby, and it's uh it's gonna come up again here in a few minutes. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: so, she she's gonna she's gonna get some payback one way or another if she finds out who did that.
0: Yeah, well I think we bounce right back into the cabin. Leslie and the team are there trying to comfort and calm Ron down, but he is upset with a capital upset.
1: Well, he is, but you know they they give it the good college try here, Alan. They 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 <laughs> step one. Bring yeah, him, bring him some scotch. Scotch. Yeah. So they do that. Jerry bring Constantine.
0: Ron. I need some scotch, please. Okay.
1: Sorry, and so Jerry brings Ron a glass of scotch, and Leslie's by his side. His tongue, don't worry. And she's you can tell Leslie's kind of rattled at this, and she's by his side. Telling, don't worry, don't worry, and will take care of him. He's great. Don, just, Ron just goes, go and downs the whole thing in one gulp, and then simply asks Leslie, Did you shoot me? <laughs> and Leslie's like, no, no, I promise. And Ron tells her she better find out who it was because and purchase a coffin because he's gonna rip him apart. And I think that's the end of that scene.
0: Well, he says there was a bird that was kind of near me, and I know how desperate you were to prove yourself. So you know, he, he's he's pretty sure it was her. You know, which yeah. you know under the circumstances. But you know, I think we're gonna learn Leslie's actually a pretty good hunter. So
1: anyway, well, right, and it, it, it does seem like she's the likely candidate, not because she's not necessarily a good hunter because she was the one paired with him. So we know that she was nearby. True,
0: She was closest.
1: Well, although you know what? I guess she wasn't. So I, I'm just, I'm remembering the plot now because they split up. So it's now, so now, now I don't know. Maybe she did shoot him.
0: All right. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Well, we bounce back to the bullpen. We see Andy and April and they're just continuing to goof off. And I think they're playing at this point, blindfolded Marco Polo.
1: Yeah, just another brief scene. This is extremely visual. You know, April's basically hiding under a table. Andy's blindfolded. Andy's saying Marco, April's saying Polo. He's trying to find her. And he's stumbling around, crashing into things, tumbling on chairs. And April seems to enjoy this.
0: More great physical comedy, for sure. Right, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, he, he's definitely got those skills for sure, Pratt does. So <laughs> when we come back to the cabin, Ron has apparently taken, I think, eight of Donna's PMF strength Pain pills, and probably I'm guessing about half of a bottle of scotch.
1: Exactly. And so this I'll sum this up very simply. Ann's pretty alarmed and tells him, You 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 can't do that. You need to purge. <laughs> Ron essentially says, No, I'm not nope. wasting 20 year old scotch. <laughs> what ensues is some great, great additional physical comedy, largely visual. And I think that's where one of your AKAs comes from. Leslie grab his mustache and so they're trying to hold him down. And he is loopy and drunk and mad and goofy all at the same time. Oh my gosh. It's I i ugh.
0: Well, you know what set Ann off and got her worried about him in the first place was when he said, When I look at my palm, I see a lady's mouth French kissing a dog. I <laughs> mean
1: Come oh, and, and, and you know what i thought I worry was so, about him too and what i thought was so funny about that is like he follows he, he finishes that sentence by saying is that normal and leslie immediately like a, a millisecond later turns to ann and goes yeah is that normal because leslie is apparently so rattled and she doesn't know if that's normal
0: <laughs> oh that's great i love the writing in this show me too yeah, I, I read a little bit in, in this, and in also in the, I think in the director's commentary, there's a little bit of talk. Apparently they had a lot of fun trying to wrangle Ron's mouth open. <laughs> Grab his mustache. <laughs> oh God.
1: Look, you use any, anything you can when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to get him to purge. Yep. Well, Leslie comes out, she's reporting to the others, Ron's condition, you know, and, and her hair, it looks like she's been in a tug of war wrestling match. She's a
1: little frazzled. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and she comes out and she tells everyone two things. A Ron's resting very comfortably and B right. He's very curious <laughs> about who shot him. <laughs> and Leslie just very <laughs> simply says, well, I have an idea. Wait, look, whoever did it, why don't you go ahead and confess? And no one does. And Leslie is very a little bit uh, perturbed. I, I don't understand why no one wants to admit that they shot Ron. It's just weird.
0: <laughs> Man, this is that's a great meme out there. I also love uh, Tom's line. He says, and "He's trying to understand from Leslie. You know, on a scale of one to Chris Brown, how pissed is he?" <laughs> so that's
3: that's messed up.
1: And and then we see Tom like I, I kind of suggests first tom suggests well maybe ron shot himself and mark's like um in the back of the head and then tom un, un-, un-, un- unperturbed tom says well maybe someone else shot ron someone not in our group and this kind of alarms jerry's like you think someone's hunting us and then people start talking about predators and it- <laughs> It kind of escalates from there, and now, and now everyone's on edge, whether for ridiculous reasons or not. And they hear, uh, oh gosh, like a clattering. They hear clattering, and yeah, outside. Tom's like, "I'm getting my gun." Like, oh my god, no! And Jerry says, "Okay, Tom, you know, scare, shoot over his head, you know, scare him off." And Tom says, "Shoot over his head? What's that going to do? I'm going to shoot under his head." (laughs) <laughs> and tom the idiot kicks the door open into the cabin and shoots boom for outside and you hear uh apparently it's craig from reinhold mercedes don't shoot it's craig yeah don is like i got you dog i'm coming i'm coming she's she wants to take care of her baby oh god
0: oh my goodness well, again, we bounce back to the park's office. This one's not quite as brief, but we see, you know, again, April and Andy are really, I think, just starting to bond here. I think this time we've moved on from Marco Polo to spit takes.
1: Yeah, I, I titled this this scene Spit Take Theater, where one of go. them will take a very large mouthful of, I, I think, soda, and they will wait yeah. for the other person to ta- to say something dramatic, at which point they will go... <clears throat> And spray the soda all over the place <laughs> in mock surprise. For example, the two things April says is, That man wasn't my brother. He was my husband. <laughs> and the Andy spit takes. And the other one I think <laughs> she said is, uh, I'm pregnant with Josh Grobin's baby. So, right. Uh, Andy doesn't want April to miss out on the fun. So he asked her to do one. But I don't think that Andy quite gets the nature of the dramatic reveal.
0: The setup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I love it.
1: Yes. One of them was um, uh, like April takes the big swig of soda and like looks at Andy mm-hmm. expectantly. And Andy says, what do you mean the squirrel took the nuts out of, out of, out of a <laughs> kid's backpack and then ate him? And April is just looking at him and she's kind of cracking up a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so far off base about what he's supposed to do here.
1: I think Chris Pratt really wanted to make Aubrey Plaza laugh during this, especially when she had a mouthful of soda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I think he had actually gone up to Greg Daniels, who actually directed this episode and had told him he was going to try and break Aubrey. But yeah.
1: <laughs> but in a nice way.
0: In a nice way. Well, you know, she she's got that stoic thing going on. So it's um, you know, and we'll talk about this later, but I, I enjoyed actually watching her kind of open up a little bit. Me too. Well, the next scene, we're back at we're back at the cabin. We're back in the carcass room. And Leslie is telling Ann that uh, she doesn't understand it, but no one's going to confess.
1: Yeah, it's really weird that no one will admit they shot Ron. Um, <laughs> and and it, it, we're kind of screwed because not only will no one admit it, but no one saw it happen. And Ann says, I know what happened. I saw it. And that surprises Leslie. And we don't yep. know then the then the few seconds that follow, we don't know what Ann told her because we cut out to the main room of the cabin where right the the park ranger has now arrived. And she and he's asking the gang who's responsible. And they're kind of talking over each other, mostly saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who shot him. or nobody said anything. He's a robber robber rubber robber robber. And then Leslie comes out from the carcass room in the back and says, I am I shot Ron Swanson which you know is enough of a surprising reveal i guess and then all of a sudden donna jumps up you shot my mercedes and she does a flying tackle across the room and absolutely levels leslie
0: that is so good. Well, at that point, they actually fade the black, which I thought even made it funnier because oh, yeah. obviously a few seconds are going to pass. And we, when we come back, we're kind of coming to. And and so is Leslie.
1: Right, right. <laughs> and Anne's checking on her. Leslie's on the floor. I mean, Donna got her good. And <clears throat> <Yep. laughs> Anne's like checking her out. It's like, you know, OK, what's the month? Are you OK? And then she she leans down to Leslie and asks her, why are you taking the blame for this? And Leslie quietly says, "Look, just let me do this. I know what I'm doing. It's okay." And then, so now we're like, "Well, okay, this isn't right. Like, okay, we know Leslie didn't shoot him, but like, what's so? What's going on? You know, what's
0: the game here?
1: Yeah, what's the game here?" And then, we we have a a scene where the ranger is questioning Leslie because she just said she shot Ron, and it's it's pretty obvious pretty quickly that the ranger is a little misogynistic, and so a
0: little bit, yeah, just yeah. Well, you know what I love, too, and they frame this up. They're out on the porch, and uh, they're in these comfy chairs around kind of like this table. It actually looks like something you'd find at Cracker Barrel, you know, with, with the checkerboard on it. No, that's true. <laughs> so it's a little bit apropos that, you know, Hillbilly Ranger is going to have a Hillbilly attitude here.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Um and I won't go through all the jump cuts, but just suffice to say, Amy Poehler is fantastic during this. I mean, she, her Im- improv chops are rarely better than they are here. Um,
0: I agree, Mark. Why don't we actually play that clip for the viewers at home real quick?
1: Absolutely. All right.
4: Why are you taking the blame for this? Don't worry about it. I know what I'm doing. Just go look after Ron.
1: So what happened? I mean, did you forget to check the entire field? I find a lot of women have problems with tunnel vision.
3: Oh, boy.
4: No, I'm an excellent hunter.
3: How did you end up shooting a guy in the head then?
4: <laughs> Fair enough. I was walking in the woods, and then I tripped, and my gun went off.
1: Ah, so you forgot to put the safety on.
4: Oh, I always have the safety on. I'm... While I was tripping, <laughs> I saw a quail, and I shot at it.
1: In mid-trip?
4: No. That's no. okay. Fine. I got that tunnel vision, that girls get. <laughs> That's what happened. End of story.
1: Well, I think you're hysterical because
3: of all the excitement, obviously. So I'm just not following your story. All right.
4: Um, I let my emotions get the best of me. Ah. I just I would I cared too much, I guess. I was thinking with my lady parts. I was walking and I felt something icky. I thought there was gonna be chocolate. I don't even remember. I'm wearing a new um, bra and. It- closes in the front so it popped open and threw me off all i want to do is have babies are you single i'm just like going through thing right now i guess when my life is incomplete i want to shoot someone this would not happen if i had a penis what bitches be crazy i'm good at tolerating pain i'm bad at math and i'm stupid
1: (laughs) they're all so good
0: well, I, I love that she's taken this this guy and his bad attitude, and she's pretty much leaned into it to keep him distracted from finding out what really happened. We'll talk more about that.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: Yeah. Well, we bounce back to the parks office, and April and Andy are still on hold after all this time. And they're tossing the football around. And, you know, I, I think this is unfortunately, you know, where Andy is still dwelling a little bit on Ann. And, uh, you know, April's going to try to help him with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're tossing a football around and you know, Andy makes some comments just offhandedly like you said like he's still jealous about Mark and Ann and everything and you know, April offers to give him a hickey to make Ann jealous and <laughs> Andy I don't think he knows how to respond at first he right. that, that maybe is- Pretty gross and it seems a little weird. And (laughs) the April persists and said, Well, what's weird about one friend sucking on another friend's neck? And Andy (laughs) says, Actually, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound weird at all. I'm going to go sterilize my neck. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) um And then, you know, Andy goes to sterilize his neck, which whatever. And then the camera is just pointing straight at April. And so she slowly turns to the camera and is like, (laughs) What?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Well, I love it. well, when we come back, the team is uh, packing. It looks like, the you know, the day's over, right? Someone's been shot. It's time to go home. Whatever. And uh, yeah. And, and Ron's just sitting here on the sideline <laughs> berating everyone, but especially Leslie.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you said, they're getting ready to leave. A now conscious Ron is outside berating Leslie with a series of comments where at the end of each leslie ends up shooting him in the head my favorite example was you know leslie the super bowl is in a couple of months i usually watch it with my brothers maybe you could come by at halftime and shoot me in the head (laughs) and he does like eight of these and you would think it would get less funny nope (laughs) And and Leslie this is clearly is like funny. It's, it's all she can do to apologize, to make him and try to make him feel better. But he's not having it. He's he's mad. Um, no, he's upset. And in the background.
0: And I think this is when Ann realizes that, mm-hmm. you know, she she knows something and she pulls Tom aside.
1: Yes. Yeah. We, we see him push him into the cabin so they can talk privately. Because I think everybody else is outside at this point. And she just point blank tells him she saw him shoot Ron, you know, and Leslie covered for you, but I'm not going to let this happen anymore. Cause Ron's really pissed. And you know, you need to t- take the blame for this. And Tom's like, fine. All right. And he goes outside and tells Ron, it was him. And it turned out that, you know, the Leslie covered for him because that plot point Tom didn't have a hunting license. And the, th- There's some exchanges here that I think are very sweet and very nice. You know, Ron says, um, you didn't get a lot to Tom. You didn't get a license. What kind of moron doesn't get a license? That's reckless endangerment, my son. That's a $25,000 fine minimum (laughs) and probably jail time. And then in typical Tom fashion, he says, uh, but she covered up for me and I'm in the clear. And Ron's like, yeah, that's right. She kept her mouth shut and now you're in the clear. And and he kind of turns to Leslie and I think Leslie at first thinks mm-hmm. Ron's going to be pissed at her. And she starts to right. pro- protest a little and says, well, Ron, you know, I couldn't let and Ron goes, no, I know. You did good. You're a real stand-up guy. Which, just as a pause there, I, I, I think under other circumstances, I could see how maybe that could be misinterpreted as misogynistic but right. I think that he said that on purpose to let Leslie know how much he admired her. Not because being a guy yeah, is better, so obviously, but she's been trying so hard to right, hang with the right, guys. Right. It was like his way of letting her know that she's accepted. Yeah.
0: Well, and she said it herself. She said she can hang with the guy. She's really good at it. And so this is him acknowledging that, that she right. is. And this is an example of her being stand up.
1: He hits the sentence by saying, I'm sorry I lost my temper before. It was because I was shot in the head by a moron. By a moron.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. I think we got a real quick, n- another pantsing here, and then uh, we're into oh, the yeah. kicker. <laughs>
1: that's right. Well, so I think this is the. See, I want to say it's the next day, but because of something that happens here, I'm not 100% sure. Um so I'm going to say it's the next day. I felt
0: like it was actually a few days later.
1: Well so let's yeah, okay so let's let's talk about the because
0: Ron's there. had time to- yeah
1: so yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So the, so the, we're back at City Hall and the first scene is we see Andy and Ann walking towards each other in the hallway. And she says hi hi and Andy is wearing his shirt loose apparently trying to show off some hickeys he now has. So apparently that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and a, as a side note as a viewer and I know I'm a viewer I wasn't sure to what extent Anne saw the hickeys like I I saw her reaction, but I wasn't sure if she was confused or disgusted or a little jealous like it wasn't really clear.
0: I took it as both her like, why is he acting weird and tugging on his neckline, first of all, Mm -hmm. but then is he have some sort of horrible rash on his neck? I mean, she's a nurse, so she's probably going to notice the skin irritation, even, you know, casually right right but did she did she realize it was the hickey and get jealous i don't think so i mean there's no context for it
1: that, that's true but, although we anyway, see it's after, still funny after they've passed each other she does look over her shoulder at him like which i thought was she
0: didn't look like what's going on yeah, yeah, but yeah it may have yeah. been because
1: she was confused i don't know so then we cut to a i think it a, could be i want to say a, just like a meeting room where they have a you know big meeting table you know how we used to have alan at work. Um, they cut to a big um meeting. Room. Celebrating
0: success, right?
1: <laughs> As always, <laughs> where they have an entire yeah. cooked turkey on a platter in the center of this table. And we see a banner that says, welcome back, Ron, hanging on the wall. So see, this is what made me wonder. And I think you're right. with me on this. I didn't know if it's the next day or not, because I didn't know if like he'd been away for a while or if he'd been you know, in the hospital for a few days. So it's, it's kind of unclear. So you're right. It may have been a few days afterwards, but Ron comes into the room and everybody's happy to see him and they <laughs> smiles all around and everyone's cheering him. And, and, and he walks into the room and thanks everybody. And then he turns around to admire the banner and the gang and, and, you know, us as the viewing audience, see the back of Ron's <laughs> head and, are mildly disgusted uh, at those stitches in the big bag of yuck that seems to be there at the back of his head, you know, wounds <laughs> and stuff. Um, and uh, so, you know, it ends with Ron seeing the banner and going, oh, welcome back, Ron. That, you know, it's really nice. And then it turns out like, okay, everybody, let's eat. And everyone's lost their appetite. <laughs> at this no point. one wants to eat. Yep. That's <laughs> I it.
0: love the And the nurse, it looked the most disgusted of all of them.
1: <laughs> I know you think she'd be the most used to it.
0: Yeah, but you know, gross is gross.
1: <laughs> gross is
0: gross. All right. Well, that was a good breakdown. Yeah. That that's my you know what? There's my aka. Gross is gross.
1: <laughs> parts are parts.
0: <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some vegan jerky. All right. Ugh. Well, I thought that was a good breakdown. And uh, I think now we're gonna actually talk a little bit about some of the deleted scenes and then some first tropes and goofs. Yeah. So this was an interesting episode Mark. I feel like this could have been a bonus episode in every possible way. 11 minutes and 29 seconds worth of deleted scenes. 32 of them.
1: See, you know what? I, I'm—I always love to count deleted scenes with you because I don't think there's been even yeah. one time that we've had the same count. And, and it's—I think it's not just because well, you're well, wrong. Right. I think, <laughs> damn it, <laughs> I, it it's <laughs> tough to tell though. You know, I, I think like some of them kind of merged together, so you're not sure if they, they
0: do. If they fairness. had originally aired, if you'd say twenty-eight, I'd believe you. What'd you say? What was your number?
1: I don't want to say now. <laughs> I said twenty-four. <laughs> oh, that but, you're way wrong. But I—sorry, I, I, twenty-eight had like, let it slip. If they had originally aired these, I'm not sure how many of these would have aired in a contiguous chunk so i think that's no, you're why you're right together. some of
0: them are clearly logically paired together you know they move from a statement to a talking head about the statement and right you know, we see that in the normal show so that's absolutely what's going on here but there are some really funny ones here and you know i've talked about you know one of these days when i've got all this free time i want to make a restoration cut i i'm serious about it on this episode i would love to make the hunting trip restoration cut and put it up on our youtube channel when we launch it maybe it's, maybe that's what we should do we should we should talk about that episode fully restored and launch our YouTube channel.
1: You know what? That's not a bad idea.
0: Constantine, get on that. Okay.
1: So (laughs) I I know that there are, like you said, 79 uh, deleted scenes, but so I'm I'm guessing that you don't want to talk about all of them, but like, were there any that really stood out to you?
0: (laughs) Oh, there were a couple, I I think, you know, like, let's take the B storyline for a minute there. I, I think the one thing I really enjoyed about the deleted scenes was it gave even more, um, it made even the the time that April and Andy spend together alone even more interesting and special. And completely you completely know, agree. It, it, it really, like, I think if you saw that, it, you could almost just have like a separate show on the time they spend together, you know, cut as a single sequence. And it's pretty cool. I mean, they're they're doing fake accents. They're, you know, we actually see the hickeys happen, which is pretty funny. Um, the, the funniest one though, of all of those was she's gonna give him a pedicure and he he takes his sock off and his toes, it's it's almost like in Dumb and Dumber, but not quite that bad. Right. But I think. Aubrey Plaza, not April, starts laughing at him and looks at him and goes, "Dude!" <laughs> and he goes, "That's my good foot."
1: <laughs> yeah, that that was that was pretty good. I, I agree with you. There there are a, a, a lot, a gaggle of, yeah. of of these deleted scenes that were all about extending out the um, the B plot. Uh, yeah. The B story and and not in ways that are like super important, but just in ways that are kind of nice and interesting. You know, yeah. well, one of the things that struck me the most about uh, the deleted scenes was one scene in particular where I don't think Andy's around for a second. And I, I I forget what was happening, but I don't think he was present in the deleted scene. And someone came on the phone. And April's like, oh, I'm here, I'm here. And she reads out the number, which is the whole reason that she was, you know, on the phone in the first place. And she's like, yep, we got your budget, thanks. And April says, hey, um, I really like the hold music. Can you just put me back on hold? (laughs) And she's like, "Um, yeah, whatever. And so then April just pretends like nothing ever happened. I'm like, that is interesting, you know?
0: I did like that. And and also during that sequence, there's the period of the part where um, clearly this client, you know, the citizen comes into the parks department and wants something he's got a permit or something. And, you know, she tells him we're closed, go away. Mm-hmm. But did you notice who the person was? Um, oh, no, tell me who it was. It's Greg Daniels doing a cameo. Was it really? It really oh was. Oh my gosh. To my knowledge, I don't remember him ever doing another cameo in Parks and Rec. I know he did one in season seven of The Office or season nine of The Office, but toward the end there. But um, this is the only one I can remember where he did a cameo on Parks. Wow. Nice. And catch. he directed this episode. So <laughs> makes sense.
1: I knew that it was someone, not just a random person, but I, I right. could not for the life of me tell who. That's interesting. Yeah. huh? Yeah. I, I had two other thoughts uh on the deleted scenes just in general. I don't want to take up a lot of time, you know, d- going through all 93 deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah. Scenes.
0: I've only got one other one I was gonna mention. What were what
1: were yours? Well, mine were just in in, in general. Um we see uh, a good instance of uh PBJ punching bag yes. Jerry here. Absolutely um yeah, because there's not as much really of one, we'll get to that later, but you know, there's a scene yeah. where he knocks stuff over on a table right after saying he's not the whipping boy and um it was actually when when Leslie was going around and saying well who shot Jerry and it it was actually it was interesting because Jerry pointed to the commentary camera like acknowledging the cameraman and says I didn't shoot Ron I've got proof I said that's interesting I don't know that I've ever seen one of them do that before not like that fourth
0: wall break yeah absolutely yeah yeah
1: um the other note I had is that um They also make in the deleted scenes, they make it a little bit more obvious a little bit earlier that Anne knows something but isn't revealing it yet. You know, so like I'm not saying that this was as much of an Ocean's Eleven whodunit as like the Pachitis episode, which was really good. But it was I mean, it was like a tiny bit like that, I think, for a little bit of time because you weren't you're like, you know, Ron was shot. Obviously, we don't know who did it. Leslie starts to cover, and now you're like, "Well, what in the hell's going on?" You right. know? So, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. You,
0: you expect Kaiser Solze to come out at any minute and claim that he did it?
1: I, I know, I, I totally did.
0: <laughs> the only other thing, well, there were two other things. One, I enjoyed the car sequence. So it's Leslie, Mark, and Anne, and they're they're all headed to you know to the cabin. And Leslie, it's a great example of overprepared Leslie, where she has already prepared, pre prepared, and she's sharing with the other two all the things she's prepared to talk about on this trip. And then they try to engage her in that list. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm saving it for, for the for the site, you know, and then we'll, let's just sit here in silence.
1: <laughs> so, and Margo's, this is going to be a fun trip.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> and the only other one I thought that was worth mentioning um, was th- just for fun, quite honestly. Uh, Ron mentions in here that he's prepared for the trip too. In fact, I think he got a new haircut, right? oh yeah we have have an awesome salvatore shows up and uh apparently ron gets the uh the side part left flip high and tight and takes him four minutes
1: that's right oh it's so nice to see salvatore again (laughs) even in a deleted scene so he he didn't really show up because it's not canon but um yeah it was still nice
0: oh god Um, Don't get me going on the
1: cannon. Hey, I, I do have one other uh, deleted scene thought. There was, there was uh, a scene Yeah, in I think there. by
0: now we've mentioned them all. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> We're only <laughs> on number uh, seven of 108. Um, Fair so, enough. You know what? One of the scenes had to do with Leslie telling the camera, you know what? I used to go hunting with my dad and, and I loved it. Which yeah. I, 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 only br- I only bring that up because it, it kind of lets the audience know prior to this episode we have no reason to believe one way or another whether leslie is an experienced hunter whether she's not an experienced hunter you know we we have no idea by simply having that scene it shows that at least she has enough experience that she regularly went hunting with her father and she enjoyed it very much so for her to say I'm a good hunter. She's not putting on airs. She really is, and I think yeah. if we had had that scene in there, no, it that, was it would be interesting. Would have been a little bit more clear.
0: I, and okay, and I'm going to do it too. One last one, and I swear I'm done. I love the end where Ron <laughs> at the end of the party, you know, they've had their gross moment with the back of his head or whatever, but they, they've got a gift for right. him, right? In addition to the it's Ron's gift to Leslie as a thank yes. you, correct? Yep. yep. And mm-hmm. they have uh, forced Tom to come in wearing a dress. <laughs> and there's a great <laughs> sequence where apparently he likes it so much, he decides to do it the next day. And it's a generating, you know, conversation with the ladies. It's working right, for
1: him. Right. Yeah. Ron had <laughs> said, look, dude, you're a moron. And your punishment is you got to wear a dress for 24 hours. And so, OK, whatever. And then after the 24 hours, they're like, all right, weirdo, what are you doing? And yeah, apparently he does it with the ladies.
0: <laughs> yep. Gives them, it's a conversation
1: starter. Like he is way more, you know, uh, successful with the ladies when he doesn't have pants on.
0: He may never wear them again. I know. All right. <laughs> now we've really done it. Okay. We're done. <laughs> All right. So I've got a pretty decent list here of first tropes, goofs, and a couple of fun facts. So you want to go through those real quick? And I'm sure you've got a few too.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do have one fun fact. Um, and maybe you have this or maybe you have some others. Um, you know, I think we had talked about this before. Uh, Mike Sure had mentioned the idea to pair April and Andy up uh, in Hunting Trip in this episode stemming from a line it was kind of a throw away line at the time. They thought that Aubrey Plaza improvised in the, in the season finale of season one uh, rock show where Andy rock was show. explaining his style of yeah. music. And April replied, she completely understood him. You know, and, and he even says at the time we thought this was a little nothing throwaway thing, but then we watched it and we thought mm, maybe there's something there. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah.
0: No, I like that too. Mike Short also commented that, you know, the whole April Andy relationship is a bit of an accident. You know, um, yes, it's a throwback, but I think that, you know, outside of that, they were just looking for a way to have basically a plot line back at the office and balance this episode out a little bit and so they had this idea to kind of pair them up and uh you know the rest is history as they say so i did like that right who would have
1: thought that they would be so effective together
0: exactly no and they do and they play really well off of each other which obviously you know is something i don't think they were quite expecting to that degree Right. Well, you know, the other thing, too, the other fun fact, and then we can talk about the other stuff, but, you know, and I guess it's not really a fun fact, per se. It's something. It was a fun fact for me. I'll say it that way. Um, this commentary was basically the whole cast. It was Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, Aziz Ansari, Rashida Jones, Chris Pratt, Jim Hare, Retta, Aubrey Plaza, Mike Schur, and Greg Daniels, and... Um, I would say that if you're looking at the commentaries for something to be informative, it is not even in the top 20, right? Cause it just, <laughs> there's not enough time with all those people. Right. But it's probably one of the more entertaining ones. Cause it's almost like you're just watching the episode with them and they're, right. they're, they're clearly enjoying it. So I recommend <laughs> it.
1: And I have to really like that too, by the way, when, when you can have people who actually did an episode, come back and look at it and genuinely laugh at it and enjoy it. That's a good sign.
0: Absolutely agree with you. I mean, I, I think that it's clear that, you know, these this cast likes each other and, um, you know, that that they get along and they enjoy each other's company. And this was a good example of that. Well, what do you have, Mark, on terms of first? I had a few here.
1: Um, well, you know what? I, I think that you probably did a lot better than I did this year, I'll, uh, this year, this week. Well, this year, too. Um, <laughs>
0: it's been a long week.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It feels like it. Um, so I'll be transparent. I had one first, and I know you're going to put me to shame by bringing up a lot more. I, mine was just the April Gotta Andy romantic it. subplot, you know, like we, we saw a glimmer. I of didn't this, even like, have that one. How stupid! <laughs> no, uh, I got to make the most of this because this Huge is my only one. I can't believe you, Alan. Now, I mean, you know, this is—we we saw maybe kind of, sort of, a spark, a glimmer of this in the season one finale, but this was really definitive, it was more pronounced and tangible. Like, you know, she's going to give him a hickey. Yeah. Like what, what is going on here? And then especially like you were saying in the deleted scenes, not canon, Uh it, it gets a lot more mm-hmm. into it and it makes it really, really obvious how interested April is in to Andy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Yep. What you have?
0: So I had a couple, you know, I said it's the first appearance of Councilman Hauser, right? We're going to see him again. You know, Leslie's gonna eventually serve, yeah, serve alongside of him. And uh yeah, we met him for the first time. Um, I believe this is the first Jerry talking head that we've ever seen.
1: I think you're right. That never would have occurred to me.
0: We and and in it we also have a first. It's the first time we really learn about Jerry's beautiful family, which is gonna be a, a really funny thing that happens in the background a lot going forward. It's going to balance out all the ribbing he takes at the office. And we'll we'll find at some point that that's what makes it all worthwhile for him.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's a really good point. Um, Because, yeah, we do visit that a lot in the future. And I I know for sure that they've never mentioned his beautiful wife and his beautiful daughters before, you know.
0: Nope. First time. Nice. Yep. And then last one, this was the first location shoot for most of the characters outside of the core characters. And I know especially for for Donna, it was
1: her first location shoot, so. Interesting, I hadn't considered that. Yeah, you're right, nicely done. Yeah, so I thought that was a pretty good list
0: of fun firsts there. Um, On the trope side, on the other hand, I had a punch and bag Jerry, although you know what, honestly, I think you kind of have to include the non-canon deleted scene to really sell that one, but
1: Hmm. it's there. Well, I'll tell you my thought on this. If you exclude the deleted scenes, which you should, um, I I think that the only time that even came close to PBJ was when he got pantsed by Mark. But, you know, I got to say, I don't think that that was... I don't think that that was disproportionately targeted at him. Not really. I think that that's something that tends to happen there in general. And so I think yeah. that Jerry was just, t- was happened to be the target of it that one time. So I don't know if I would call that a true PBJ thing. That's but fair. it's a bit of a
0: shotgun blast.
1: But the deleted scene, absolutely.
0: <laughs> no pun intended.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, thank You're you. On fire.
0: <laughs> um the, the other trope I had, Mark, was, Leslie in charge. And again, I think I mentioned it in the last episode, you know, where, you know, I think in this role, she kind of, you know, plays, you know, she's she's second to Ron in terms of the actual reporting order, but she's kind of been commissioned unofficially by Ron to basically run the department. I think even in this episode, not as much as the last, but you even see it here. And certainly in the way she's kind of nurturing those who are on the hunting trip with her for the first time, you know, kind of bringing them into the fold.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think the only other one I had to mention was um, it was a trope that you were the very first one to talk about way back when, and you called it, I think Leslie's, and comments like oh, oh yeah oh and you're and she has two two of them one in the deleted scenes and then one in the normal show the one yeah, of norm- those deleted scenes are not canon
0: right yeah, Mark, who, who came you up though? with that
1: rule what a jerk um the, the normal show is when she tells Ann, you know she's got to hunt with ron and that's you right. even said is like oh and you're yep. so pretty you're not used to rejection <laughs> and in the deleted scene i think it's when they were going through and saying well who shot iran you know and they were like either going through people and saying why they couldn't and when she got to she when she got to Anne, she just said, "Oh, she has nothing to hide. Anne's like an angel."
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah,
1: I think that's all I had.
0: I just to wrap this up, and then we'll take a quick break before we we do our character development and our and our score. You know, I had I had a couple goofs, and they're interesting in terms of they're mostly the type of goof where they're saying something now that could be very well be true. But later they say something else that either makes this not true or a continuity error in those episodes later on.
3: Interesting. And, you know,
0: one of these I caught and the other one and, and saw other support for it. But the other one I, I did not, and someone else caught it. But you know, uh, and the that one that someone else mentioned was kind of you know Ron kind of lies to Leslie here a little bit at the beginning, and um, you know about what they're going to do, and he's really trying to hide the fact that they're having this trip because he doesn't really want anyone else to know about it so that they don't ask to come along which obviously fails and and later you know i think season five or so ron mentions that he's got this really strong thing against lying and so obviously he's okay with it here enough
1: yeah well he um uh, he's not quite the swanson he, he became later you know on. what
0: that's a good point i hadn't <laughs> considered it that way <laughs> and, and the other one and speaking of unswanson like i the other one I, I would say is it's about the, his brothers here. He says, you know, he he's as he's yelling at Leslie about shooting him in the head. You know, why don't you come to my house at the Super Bowl and shoot me in the head? Um, he likes to watch that with his brothers. But in, in season seven, um, you know, I think when they revealed the, the very good construction company, which he's running with his brothers, both Ben and Leslie are surprised to find that he has brothers. So, mm. So just a little bit of a continuity thing. And the final thing I'll say is I actually don't think Ron Swanson would be a big super, super Bowl fan. I thought that was a little bit of a of a non-sequitur
1: for him. A little bit. It was pretty funny only because he could mention at halftime how maybe she could come over and shoot him in the head. But I mean, you're you're right. That's <laughs> you a little know bit swanson like
0: You're you're right. But it <laughs> in this case, I'll let it slide because it was funny as hell. We'll allow it. There <laughs> we'll allow it. All right. We will take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll do a quick character development summary and we will give our scores.
1: Sounds good, buddy. All right. We'll be right back, everybody.
3: Do you love to hunt or fish? Are you longing to get back to nature? Would you like to have a secluded spot where no one can find you? If you answered yes to any of these inquiries, then slippery elm state park may be for you hello this is ron swanson here at the swanson cabin which is located just northeast of none of your damn business there are many things i value and appreciate among those are the beauty of untouched nature the peace and quiet of the great outdoors and the wonder of wildlife in its natural habitat sometimes as I hunt it regardless when life gets too stressful I can always come here to decompress and relax and since I'm going to guess that most of you do not have your own getaway from home and even fewer of you are welcome at mine I suggest you make a reservation today for a stay at the lodge or one of the beautiful furnished cabins here at Slippery Elm State Park. Located just south of Exit 51 and just east of Reinhold Mercedes, Slippery Elm State Park has just what you need to enjoy your own getaway. And, if you are looking for a permanent change of pace, be sure to ask about our Ranger-in-Training program as we've just recently had a spot open up. Special note, female candidates are, now, strongly encouraged to apply. Whatever the case, be sure to use either of this month's discount codes, Haverford, or Headshot, and receive a free shooting and gun safety lesson at the range. Thank you. That is all.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back. All right, well, Mark, I think at this point, we're gonna talk a little bit of character development and then we're gonna give this thing a score.
1: All right, sounds like a plan. Um, well, I, I tell you what, I think maybe it's, it's easiest, at least in my mind, if we take care of the uh, April-Andy pairing first, um, just to kind of get the B yeah. plot out of the way. Um, yeah. And it, it's hard for me to talk about one or the other, I think, without just talking about both together. So, I mean, in general, and I think we already alluded to this, that they are such a superb pairing together. And I think that we saw this here in this episode, definitely more strongly than we've ever seen it before. You know, we, we kind of shades of things to come, you know. Um, and they just had, a it really wasn't that if you don't count the deleted scenes, which I, I agree with you, there are so many good deleted scenes here. If you don't count them, They just had a few scenes together, really, but they were excellent. You know, you got two quirky characters interacting on a very genuine, very sweet level. Um, It was so endearing to see Andy make the normally dour uh, April laugh out loud, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was also nice to see the spark of the April-Andy romantic subplot. Um, It was a great job done by both. I I love both the characters. Aubrey Plaza and Chris Pratt did a great job here. Um, and, and and I agree with you. It, again, it is a shame that so many of the deleted scenes got cut because there was a lot of good stuff there as well. Well done by both.
0: Yeah, agreed. It, it just made it a little richer. It's still sold without it. So that's probably why they didn't make the cut, you know, trying to shave this thing down to, you know, just, you know, 21 minutes. But, um, you know, I, I feel like the one regret i have is that they probably could even have been a little bit stronger on andy starting to pull his head out of his you know what about Anne, you know because he's still pining here you know and, and this is part of april's charm is she's you know she's ignoring that and trying to be his friend by you know help giving him these awesome hickeys to help make her jealous and you know so sure she's a real giver yeah i
1: like that she is <laughs>
0: You know, but for her, I felt like it also made her, just all this interaction with her and Andy, it's really the first time she comes out of her shell a little bit and she becomes kind of relatable as a human being versus just, you know, this kind of weird sideshow attraction that, you know, she can be with some of the, the the April faces she makes at people and comments and, you know odd behavior in general
1: you know that's a really good point i mean usually her her role and she does it very very well is to sit around oh, yeah. and be snarky you know and no one does it like yeah, she does very true. this was one of the rare times that we see her sitting around with someone and kind of palling around with them you know and and if yeah. you just were to walk in on the scene you'd think yeah it's kind of innocuous but for her that's huge you're right
0: Well, and I think she's comfortable with Andy, so she's going to do that. And we'll see her character do that eventually with lots of people, hell, even Anne at some point. But (laughs) it's always in a very guarded way where, you know, it sneaks out on her and then she has to reel it back in, you know. Right. And that's kind of her shtick. Um, Here with Andy, it's genuine. I think that's the sign that, you know, I think in this episode, she probably fell in love with Andy. Um, Andy's not yet in love with April, but I do think this is starting to move him off of Anne. He just doesn't know it yet I agree with you Well well said All right So on the A story then What'd you have in terms of that I just From an overall perspective I'll say this real quick I felt like Like the last episode This was another great use Of the ensemble
1: Oh my gosh Yeah This is Well yeah I was gonna say the exact same thing Um, Two episodes in a row Where they've just been stellar At using the entire deep cast You know Um I I think having said that I would say just in a pure analysis way this is probably more a Leslie episode than any one other cast member which I guess to be fair that's probably true of the last episode the camel as well it seemed focused a little bit more on Leslie but I'm not saying this in a bad way just because she had some real interesting plot points going on specifically with her you know um and, That's true. And like with the last episode, I think this, this is Leslie at her best, you know, rather than the clueless protagonist, yep. she seemed to be in the early parts of the show, not this episode, but of the, of the series. I mean, in this episode, she right. was really Season one, yeah. she was very intelligent, very capable, very caring. I mean, she's, she's quick. Um, and at the same time she's all these things while still being persistent and kind of nutty. I mean, this is literally the best (laughs) of all worlds, you know,
0: I I would agree. I think here she's, you know, she, we see the time when she's kind of protective of Tom, you know, and, you know, she's got kind of that, you know, that mother instinct, if you will, for, for her team. And uh, you know, it it shows up there in her actions.
1: Agreed. I, I think with uh for Ron, I think he had some really nice interactions with Leslie. You know, occasionally I'll say, like, there's a certain point in certain episodes where I'll be like, this was a very important time for Andy and Leslie. This was a really important time for Tom Mm. and Leslie. This was a really important Ron and Leslie moment as well. And they've had a few of them recently. But this was, like, really, really nice just to see him, I think, let down – I don't want to say the last of his guard, but hes he really admires the hell out of Leslie now. And it's really, really nice to see that happen. Um, wonderful physical comedy. It only
0: took getting shot in the head.
1: <laughs> is that all? <laughs> there is such wonderful physical comedy, you know, all through the episode. And a lot of it was from Ron, um, you know, when Ann and Leslie are holding him down, that was awesome. And just overall good curmudgeon performance by Offerman as angry guy shot in the head. <laughs> yeah (laughs) it was well done um for ann i think it was nice to see her take control of the situation for once you know it it, i'm it doesn't necessarily bring the funny per se but i think this version of ann is more enjoyable to me than bland ann because she's able to show her strengths you know what i mean like she takes charge takes control and she's important in that sense to the scene and to the plot um, she served well to move the plot along you know Um
0: well and she's again like always she's got Leslie's back right so yep. but here she she also is trying to you know she's looking out for everybody in some way and uh, yeah yeah she, she definitely played a huge role in this
1: episode I would go as far as to say Anne played a much stronger role than Mark did um, going on to another character right oh. N- sure. not a lot that happened with him he was okay he was fine he had some nice scenes yeah. with ann and you know helping to take care of ron but he didn't do a whole lot which is which is okay but just you know not a lot happened with him that's fine
0: yeah but that 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 stare during the cold open really mark you know for me he called that the he, alan he stare even, go ahead yeah yeah the alan stare yeah he that <laughs> that really excuses him from needing to participate in the rest of the episode altogether
1: i, I think so that's the high point thank you folks good night good night <laughs> Um, I thought Tom did a pretty good job um, you know there's he, his moment with the the chewing tobacco was fantastic <laughs> um, convincing the group that someone was after them that was fantastic that so was I mean, he he was really funny and again as every time you have a big ensemble there's not a lot of screen time but he had some sure. really good moments so you know good on him Jerry you know as with the last episode I'm happier and happier for both him and Donna, by the way, to to see Mm -hmm. them being involved more in the main plots, like in in semi important ways, you know, right. And I'll say for Jerry, as funny as PBJ is punching back Jerry, and I I love to see him getting railed on. I gotta say, I like Jerry. And and because of that, it's good to see him be one of the boys every now and again. You know, so that was kind of welcome, I think, in this case.
0: Well, I agree. If you go out on the internets, apparently that's a thing now. Um, You know, there's a lot of Jerry fans out there, and a lot of people are actually upset with how much he gets the punching bag. So (laughs) I got to believe for those folks, they would have really liked this episode because Jerry holds his own here. And, you know, he clearly has always been a part of this tradition and enjoys it. And uh, that was nice to see.
1: Right. And, and, And I'll end my character analysis with Donna. Yeah. She had some <laughs> fan freaking tastic comedic scenes where she was crying over a car, where she tackled Leslie when when she was walking with Tom and um and, and Jerry and uh like the cat and mouse. And and, <laughs> and then she takes her gun and just shoots it up into the sky. And Jerry's like, What are you aiming at? She's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Reta Retta is such a beloved or Donna is such a beloved character at this point. Yeah. And like in the last episode, she really contributes to every single scene that she's in. Yeah. Which would it, which was not always the case.
0: Oh, gosh, no. You look back and, you know, she was silent and just kind of in the background for a couple of those episodes toward the end of season one is knowing that she could be this funny and having to watch those episodes over. That was, at least from her character perspective, that was difficult.
1: Oh, painful.
0: Yep, yep. Well, I think that's a that's a good review of kind of where our characters are as of now. And I, I get agree with everything you said there. I do also agree that this was an inflection point for Ron and Leslie. And, um, you know, if you had to boil down this episode to its core takeaways, April and Andy are now bonding. And I believe in a new way, a special way that Ron and Leslie are bonding as well. Agreed. So yeah, for me, those are the two big takeaways here. Yep. All right, Mark. Well, let's give this thing our scores. Um, you know, I, I think, I feel like this today, you, you've you mostly gone first. Let's just keep that theme going.
1: <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I can do that. Um, well, you know, we went through all the character development. So I'll just say like the last, the last two episodes before this, Yep. this one, they pretty much hit on all cylinders. And this episode continued that streak, you know, it's Alan, they've gotten so much better and it's like their their episodes, in my opinion, just keep on going up and up and up and up and up in quality where it's like it's it's almost boring to say, yep, another another one in a great series of episodes. But that's <laughs> that's what's happening. Like they are they're on fire with these episodes. Um, it had great physical comedy like out the yin yang, great one liners. It devolved into absurdity at times. Predator. It had some really sweet good heart moments it had some great connections between characters it's hitting on all cylinders um it introduced the great pairing chemistry between april and andy it showed leslie is actually really smart and savvy and and in the end it showed a softer side of ron in a sense and a strengthening of the relationship between him and leslie and like you already said this is all important stuff um I really enjoyed this, and I did remember this episode, by the way, more than I did the camel. But it was still a pleasure to go back and watch it and see all the little nuances. So, Mark, score. <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a 4.5 base score. I, it scores pretty high for me there, but I got some points to hand out. Um, okay. So as you mentioned earlier, uh, great job, great, great job once again on using their deep comedic bench. I would say this episode and the last episode are, are probably so far their high points. I'm going to give a whole bonus point for that. Yep. Um, another bonus point I'm going to give out is for all the physical comedy that ensued from Ron getting shot in the head, <laughs> and and just I mean that goes through the whole episode in a myriad of ways. But you know, well done, point there. Yep. Um, I'm going to give half a point for the wonderful heart moments that we had with Leslie's quick thinking and, and and you know, taking the blame for, for Tom and why and seeing that she's actually very crafty. And then Ron admiring Leslie when all is revealed. I thought that was good. Half point for that. And then to the B plot, I'm going to give a bonus point for a great subplot with april and andy it's so refreshing to see this start to come to light some hugely funny moments some very sweet moments i just i really really enjoyed it that pairing is fantastic and um i'm gonna give half a point for the piggyback rides (laughs) in the cold open like i said this has such physical comedy that was just it it was so good um so you add all oh my god there's so many points um you add all that up wait five seconds. You come up with a total of eight and a half little Sebastians. Uh, It's a really, really strong episode. I loved it. I enjoyed it. And they are on a hot streak. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: All right. So if I remember last week,
1: By the way, we should point out to our viewers at home, Alan, we don't compare our notes before each episode. So, you know, you could come in and say this is going to be a two and then we could have World War Three breakout. So I don't know. Go ahead. What's your score?
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Well, to to your point, I remember last week um, when we we did the camel. I believe you gave your all time high score of nine Little Sebastians. That's correct. Yep. And where did I come in last week?
1: you were wrong um you you came in at um (laughs) no you you came in at a very uh, well explained eight you still like the episode you're probably not as generous with the points as i was
0: Uh, agreed and and while i think these two episodes have a lot in common in terms of structure um just funny throughout uh, the use of the ensemble uh a little bit of, in terms, I, I feel like there was more character development in this episode than there was in the camel overall. I liked what happened in the camel in terms of the team and the bonding, and, you know, I think I would have been happier with the camel if they'd done one thing slightly differently. Like, if you remember, they, uh, the other team, I think it was the the fire chief, right, and mm-hmm. his team. They had made this crazy mess themselves, but they had fun doing it. But I got the impression they all kind of did it together. Yes, the Parks Department created their camel, but they created it all separately Mm -hmm. and then put it together. So there was still that unification at the end, which was neat. But I think Leslie missed that opportunity to get them all kind of working together because of her competitiveness. And you see a little bit of that here, too, in terms of, you know, she almost derails the day by trying to really just, you know, Uh, get right in there with Ron and and roll with the boys, so to speak. And, uh, you know, but it's different than like when you look back at like boys club, for example, and the way she went about that, this was much better. And I think her political savvy showed here. And I think her, you know, this, she's a much sharper Leslie these days for sure. So I really liked her, her, her storylines here and her development. Um, I feel like overall this is one of my favorite episodes Um, you know, when I look back, I, I did not remember the Campbell very well, but like I said, last week, you know, I was really, really surprised on rewatch how much more I enjoyed it than I thought I had. Um, this week when I watched this one again, I enjoyed it about as much as I remembered enjoying it, which was, this is one of my favorite all time episodes. Um, so I'm coming in at nine little Sebastians this
1: week. I I feel like
0: everything had the, Yep for me I believe that is my all time high score.
1: Uh yes, yes that is correct. Well, I I you know what yeah. those are good points too. Uh I think that I think that that for the camel
0: I mean we're only a half a point different here, right? So we felt pretty equally that this is a really strong episode.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And and I like your point that you made about the camel. Yes, there was connections, yes there was team building, but I would agree with you that I think it felt a little bit more widespread and generic. I mean it was definitely there, but it wasn't as focused on mm. specific people making specific connections. And I will agree with you there there's something nice to that in this one.
0: Well, I thought this was a, a really, really fun episode. I enjoyed watching it again and it was a fun it was a fun one to break down with you
1: absolutely like i said this this is another one in a series of stellar stellar episodes like the the last when you consider that we just had a trio of episodes and possibly the one that we quote unquote enjoyed least was well for me anyway was was ron and tammy and that one was freaking hysterical so i mean they're on fire great point yeah
0: yeah they really are no you're exactly right well we'll be back next week to see if the streak continues next week is Tom's divorce. Yeah. yeah. So we got a couple of great episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we hope you tune in and listen. We hope you'll hit us up on social media, come by the webpage, drop a comment there on the homepage for us. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you like and what you don't like. And uh until next time. Thanks for listening.
1: All right. Bye everyone.
0: See ya. Bye.
4: Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompony.com for more details or to contact us.